Welcome to Fandomonious, a pop culture podcast. Welcome to Fandomonious, where each week we gather to discuss pop culture, past, present, and speculative future. My name is Adam. My name is Ian. <laughs> Sounds sorry. so thrilled. Sorry, I was just, I was I was very distracted. Um, it just kind of popped up on me. My yeah. name's Ian. There's some enthusiasm for yeah. everyone. And uh, if you're viewing, you can see we have a special guest. This is Josh Nealis. And we have him on Skype. I'm on Skype for the first time in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is our first time running this with this setup, so hopefully it's smooth. If not, I'm sure you guys will inform us in the comments, which I would appreciate. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to do my chair change so that Josh can actually see me and uh, so that you guys can see me. So give me just a second to hop over there, and then we'll uh, uh, get going. Hi, Nicole. Nicole called us clowns. She knows us a little too well. Of course. She's getting too comfortable. Ooh. All right. Super professional. to freaking run. There we go. Finally. I'm getting a good to go. Yeah. Like I said, one of these days I'll have the fancy controls and I won't have to do this every time we start an episode. And just hit the button and be like, I'm here. I'm so. here. Um, all right. So... The, the the episode today, uh, we're doing an interview episode. We haven't done one in a while. Uh, what do we got? <laughs> <laughs> we're still getting made fun of in the chat. Uh, so Josh is somebody that I met at Pickle Comic Con this summer. Uh, he was set up with, is it it's your actual comic company, Cutthroat Comics? Yep. Yeah, I own the company. Um, I'm like editor-in-chief, lead writer janitor like everything basically <laughs> for the company except the actual drawing artist i can't draw to save my life okay i can relate uh, yeah. <laughs> never i was never really bad at drawing but for some reason the, the comic style was something i was just uh i don't know i feel like i was always uh struggled with that like there's a there's definitely a fine art to that style yeah uh, i i feel like honestly i probably could do it but it mm -hmm. would take me years to get caught up to where i would need to be because I, I used to be like i remember in like sixth seventh eighth grade i was one of the better artists in the class and then i just stopped um mm -hmm. so thanks to every girl that's ever rejected me because that's why i stopped i started chasing <laughs> girls and stuff uh, but uh, some people do yeah it's uh I, I drew like this thing like a couple summers ago and it actually kind of turned out halfway's decent okay like my main artist he was like yeah it's actually not bad but i'm nowhere near the quality that i need for my comics and stuff so right i just hire people well and that's kind of one of the things that i had i think I, i'm pretty sure i brought it up to you because pretty much anyone that isn't even is that's even involved in comics i bring up that i've had an idea for a limited run like i don't have this like whole world built or anything i just wanted to do like maybe a five issue series um, and so I pretty much talked to like everybody about like, Oh, like, you know, you, can I work with you type thing, I guess. But, um, uh, I, I know that that's something that I personally felt as well. Like I have this story in my head and I have like the imagery I want to reflect the story, but it's like, I couldn't even begin 
to start sitting down and drawing it. Like I know that I'm going to have to have an artist involved, like for sure. So, yeah, that's where it gets expensive. Yes. I have found that out too, just from quoting people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And that's, and that leads to the, uh, the very first thing, uh, we want to start off with the reason that we brought you on is you are, um, campaigning right now. You are doing, uh, what would you call it? Uh, the Kickstarter. Yes. Thank you. I yep. made your brain for it there. Yes. Kickstarter. Yep. Uh, so if you want to promote that and then, uh, remind us, we'll end with it as well. All right on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is my third overall Kickstarter, our fourth as a company. Um, and actually your shirt is timely, um, because the comic book that we're kickstarting right now is Turkey Sharks number three. Nice. Um, and actually the Turkey Sharks logo actually kind of has that built into it, almost that same kind of image. Um, so that worked out nicely. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, I, I used to do three separate series, and then I decided to filter them all down into one series. So this is like my Avengers and my X-Men. Like, it's all my characters rolled into one comic. Okay. Um, so you get a lot of different things, because each each character is their own completely different thing. Uh, one guy's like hell-bent on revenge. One guy's going through depression. Uh, a couple of the characters are extremely ridiculous and stupid. Um, so you get a nice mix of like funny, dark, and violence a little bit. Um but, uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Like I said, this is the third one. Uh, the first one, I think we got like 1200 or 1300 bucks. Okay. Uh, the second one we did like 1600 and that one was fu- fully funded in like 45 minutes. Nice. Uh, nice. This one's going a little bit slower, but I think we're at a good pace. Um, where we started on the first, so we're, uh, basically 10, 10 and a half days in. And okay. I think we're sitting like just under 1100 bucks. So we're, I mean, we're doing pretty good. We're knocking out stretch goals already. Um, but, you know, a comic book with the art and going to print, I mean, you're looking at like 3300 to $4,000. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still coming out of pocket on these. And that's why we're doing the Kickstarter. We're trying to make the company Cutthroat Comics a viable company to where it can run itself. And I'm not having to put myself out because, you know, right that's the point of a business is not taken out of your own pocket, but the business is to make money. Yes. But, uh, you know, we make, uh, quality products. Our, our books and comics are as good as anything you'll get from Marvel or DC. And, uh, that's one thing when I started this company, I, I set out to do, and I knew that immediately. I was like, if I'm going to do this, my quality is going to be as good as the big guys. So awesome. That's what we strive to do. And not just from, uh, the quality of the book, you know, the physical, book but as far as the storytelling and the art i mean we're we're right there with them if not better <laughs> awesome uh i'm gonna try to while we're doing this i want to go to kickstarter's website and see if i can get your specific kickstarter pulled up and then i will it should let me put it in the chat so at least the people that are watching on twitch can see it and then yeah. um in the future obviously anytime we post about this i'll try to also so you have uh, to ask josh because well. uh josh i believe is one of our moderators so i think that's true i think they made i think josh or dylan one of those two made it to where um we could uh post a link in the chat because i know at one point it wouldn't let us but right at least the uh the owners of it should be able to otherwise we really messed up <laughs> it's fine uh so would i look under cutthroat probably uh on on uh kickstarter yeah 
uh, no, you would for... type in you would type in turkey sharks, and it would That's come awesome. up. So I do have to obviously the the obvious question on everyone's mind is: Are there turkey sharks? Um. So yeah, I'll give with without trying to spoil some of the previous books. Okay. <laughs> um, there, there was a character named the Turkey Shark, and she died. And so, when they came together as a team, they named their team after her. Okay, awesome. Uh, so it's kind of an homage to a, another character. Now she may or may not be alive. I'm not, okay. uh, you know, because it, it is comic books. <laughs> right, exactly. And, well, and they can always be retconned. Well, yeah. if or rebooted, you know, you know how it is. If it's not Batman's parents or Uncle Ben, there's always a chance that they That's can right. come back. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so I've got Turkey Sharks 1, 2, and 3. Yep, that's the one. It's got okay. just a picture of Ginger Avenger there holding a, a glowing circle, Yep. Uh, which is actually a beer pong ball. Okay. Yeah, because remember I said some of my characters are ridiculous. Uh, I think in Turkey Sharks 2, they play Halo. Um, in this one, they're playing beer pong. So it's they do a lot of normal things, but it's silly because awesome. they're superheroes. Okay, and then uh, for people that can contribute, Obviously, please do so. Um, we saw his work in person, and it is very good. Um, and then is there a place that you would recommend for them to purchase the first two issues? Because um, I'm assuming that even though it's not directly funding the third issue, I'm assuming that it will at least help fund it by purchasing Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the comics go, you can get all the comics I've made, and uh, they're all on that Kickstarter. There's add-ons and stuff. Okay. And there's different packages where you can get issue one, two, and three. And, and you can even still get some of the limited edition variant covers from uh, the previous two Kickstarters as well as this one. Okay. Uh, and I've discounted them uh, a little bit for the Kickstarter with the package deals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like uh, some of the variants for this one, uh, they're like $8. Um, but once it's off the Kickstarter and I'm selling them at cons and off my website, they're going to be 10 and 10 and or 15. So, you know, you're going to get better deals. Um, typically the variants, uh, we do like a 200 print run. Okay. Um, and then there is like a Kickstarter exclusive cover that will only be available on Kickstarter. So however many people order it off Kickstarter, that's as many as there's going to be. Okay. So, and then know. for, for how you sell, do you have like, obviously with your like major production companies like Marvel and DC have like, uh, vendors and distributors and stuff like that. Um, what do you have set up for distribution or, um, I guess, I guess the reason I'm asking is obviously, are you game is a local comic store that's hosting, uh, the pickle comic con, the mm-hmm. one that we met at. And there's also one this Sunday. So I will be seeing Josh again this Sunday. Um, yep. And then the other reason I'm asking is Nicole, one of our followers, um, a huge supporter of us, uh, she lives in San Diego right now, and okay. she goes to a local comic shop there as well. And I didn't know if that was something that we could put you in touch with or if there's already like some sort of distribution you have set up. Um, so, yeah, it's it's as an indie creator, it's tough to get into like previews, which is the book they order from. Right, and there, I think there are a few different other ones, but it, it's tough to get into that because you almost have to like the way I understand it, you have to prove to these companies like you know if we sign if you let us be in your book like we're going to sell X amount of copies. Right. Um, I wish I could say that yeah you know we're making money hand over fist, but we're not quite there yet. That that is the game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, how long it will take just kind of depends on you know how quickly I can pump out new books and stuff really and, and keep doing these Kickstarters and the cons. 
it all goes hand in hand. Um, right now, typically when shops get a hold of me, you know, I tell them like, you know, I'll, I'll give you the same price you would get them from those places, you know, to make it uh, worth your while and stuff. Okay. It's a, uh, you know, like any artistic venture, whether it's a band or a stand-up comedian or an independent filmmaker. I mean, it, it takes time to build up your fan base and, and, you know, gain the uh, reputation of making quality work. So, but Absolutely. I think we've done pretty good so far. I mean, we're seven years in, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, the, the very, the very first thing and, you know, Ian, you do comics now, like the first thing is the cover obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's yeah. the first thing that grabs and then, the title, obviously, so having the turkey sharks, that's something that I think that's going to intrigue a lot of people. Um, and then if they flip through, then it's having uh, an art style that captures them. Because unfortunately, what you're competing with is like everybody knows Spider-Man. So when they're walking through a comic shop and they see a Spider-Man comic, it almost doesn't even matter what the art is at that point. They're going to be like, that's a Spider-Man comic. Name it's going to have Spider-Man in it. Yeah. So I yeah, understand like how difficult that must be. And with be. something like that, you, you, you know what you're getting into. Exactly. To a degree. You know, yeah, it's, it's tough. one more day by Spider-Man, yep. you know, yeah, you don't and know I what you're getting into with prices, that crap. Uh, <laughs> I try to keep my prices as competitive as I can with Marvel and DC. Obviously, when they're ordering a hundred thousand comics and I'm ordering mm-hmm. maybe a few hundred at a time, you know, I can't. And theirs are still like four bucks and mine are only five. So I think that's yeah. pretty good. No, absolutely. Yeah, because that's I, I mean, it is like, and, and that's something that people within the comic book um, not industry, but the comic book supporters, like the, the readers, I think that they understand that, uh, yep. for the most part, most of us realize like, Oh, well, an independent, uh, comic is going to cost a little bit more because of that reason right there. It's, it's no different than any other business. You know, um, if, if I made and sold anything, you know, if I started a guitar company, um, you know, you can go overseas and order a hundred guitars with your name on it. But, competing with companies that have factories that just produce this stuff, you yep. know, put them out. So can't afford to have little kids putting my comics staples in, you know, <laughs> in China and stuff. Right. Yet. Yeah. Yet. yet. <laughs> Coming for you little kids in China. <laughs> That's awesome. You heard it here, here first. Folks. That's right. Breaking news. Um, Oh Jesus. I forgot. Well, yeah, we, we're still trying to get a name for my weird mask I got at Dollar General. We decided we're going to name it. Um, what other what other comics have you worked on or created in your time, or is this your very first run? Uh, so this is Turkey Sharks 3 will be my personal 12th comic book. Okay. Um, and then I've published two comics for two other creative teams. So I did uh, – we did Carl Vincent Vampire Hunter for a guy named uh, Kevin Given down in Florida, and we sold out of that one, so that one's out of print. Okay. Um, and then we have uh, Tales of Shock and Terror, which uh, a buddy of mine that runs the uh, Tales from the Podcast podcast. Um, it's like a <laughs> Tales from the Crypt specific podcast. They watch the uh, the episodes and break them down and stuff. And I've been on that a bunch of times, but. Okay. Uh, so he made a comic book and it's like a horror anthology in the vein of like the old EC comics and stuff. Nice. Um, so we still have plenty of those. That's going to be running for a while because it, it sells pretty good. That would be right up your alley uh, then. I do love Tales from yeah. the Crypt. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're supposed uh, I, yeah. to be a pop culture podcast, but we focus so much on like Marvel and horror. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Nothing we talk about that. DC. Yeah, sometimes. When there's DC stuff to talk about. <laughs> 
But yeah, did you guys watch Black Adam? No, actually, uh, I was uh, when I was doing the test Skype call uh, with a. Uh, uh, Kramer used to be on here and he just got busy. So he hasn't been on in a while, but, um, he was, uh, willing to do a test call with us and we were discussing that, that we hadn't seen it yet. And yeah, yeah he did say to go see uh black Panther though, for sure. But, I'm going uh, tomorrow to see that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I've heard a lot yeah, of good black, things. Black Adam, you know, no spoilers, but I think it's as good as a DC movie can be. Okay. That, that's about that's about what we're hearing it's 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 yeah. really good for a dc movie but yep. if you're a comic fan um maybe not so much like it's still not like off-putting yeah. it's just not accurate it just it, they still they still haven't figured it out they still you know because all their movies you know and I, I like dc i have a whole wall of dc stuff right over there um but they just all their movies kind of have the same issues. There's a lot of like the slow-mo Zack Snyder stuff, which mm-hmm. was cool in 300, but it's run its course, I think. Um, it's like shaky cam. Shaky yeah, cam. Yeah. You know, and like Been they use uh, the color tones they use, all the kind of sepia and like the yellow tints and all mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, that's fine, but like the whole movie, uh, you know, and then some of their dialogue is like bad unfortunately mm. but overall like i said for a dc movie i i enjoyed it how did you feel like uh ian in particular and i i don't disagree hey. with them uh <laughs> um really likes shazam like that's one of our like top dc movies at this time do you think that being related to the black adam series do you feel like there was a tone or did it not even <laughs> capture that tone at all visually or I mean, mostly no. I'm saying cinematically, but... Yeah, no, this felt like a Zack Snyder movie, honestly. Okay. Um, and I, I would put Shazam... You know, I might put the newest Suicide Squad over Shazam, the one with... Uh, the one the that J- James The James Gunn, Gunn yeah. Hmm. That was really good. Um, hmm. I might put Shazam right under that. Okay. But then the rest of them kind of... Like, Aquaman would be under that, and then maybe... Black Adam would be like right there with with Aquaman because again it's just some of the same same issues that they just yeah. can't quite figure out. Uh, Man of Steel and then the rest of them could be in the trash, you know. Really, I don't know, man. <laughs> the first the first Wonder Woman, I did like I, the, the, first the first Woman. Wonder Woman. I thought was phenomenal, but like yeah, didn't really But the second Wonder Woman, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that was that was really bad. I was. I didn't really care for Wonder Woman at all, really. I thought it was kind of boring. I thought it felt like the first Avenger kind of ripoff. Um, I love the first Avenger. Yeah, I like that. But, uh, yeah, that that second one, whew. Yeah, that, that was, was yeah. – I remember was, Adam, Adam and Adam and his wife, actually, you were, you guys were – it was Christmas night. We, like, came over and yeah, cause the, sat like, on the floor. Yeah, the girls, like, blew up a giant, like, freaking air mattress, air mattress on the floor, <laughs> and you and I sat on the couch, and we watched it, and – yeah, I just remember going, what the fuck was yeah, that? We were so excited. <laughs> we yeah. were. We were so excited. The hype was so real around that movie. Yeah. And then it dropped, and we were all like, what the fuck? Was, did, yeah. What did we just watch? Yeah. So many plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm one, and I'm a sucker for the 80s. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I am, I am a whore for the 80s, but like, just like and the dialogue and 
Diana's very um, questionable um, um, ideals on consent. Right. Um, <laughs> those, those very questionable. Yeah. Um, the whole like body snatcher thing I thought was a little like even for a comic book movie I was like that's a little weird. Yeah. It didn't really. It, it almost felt like. How can we get? How can we just get Chris Pine in this movie? Basically, and it was just like some guy was like, like you ever you ever watch that episode of Key and Peel where they're pitching Gremlins two? I don't remember it. And I like it's just it a bunch of people around like a, a round table, and they're just throwing out ideas of like the most obnoxious shit. <laughs> and and he's just like, put it in the movie, put it in the movie. Like, I think, yeah, I think I remember that now. Actually, yeah, now that you say it that way, but like. That that had to have been how that happened. <laughs> like they were just like, how can we shoehorn Chris Pine in this? Like, let's let's body swap him and make very questionable decisions on body consent. Yeah, fuck it, put it in the movie. Let's do it. Uh, like Pedro Pascal is in the movie. Okay. Nobody will pay attention to it. He's charming, which yeah. he is. I'm not really a huge Chris Pine fan. I think he's okay, but uh, he was in that movie I watched last night. Um, it's new on HBO Max, uh, the Olivia Wilde movie where all the controversy. Oh, was don't worry, darling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. I noticed okay. that that was on HBO Max. I was curious how that would turn. Yeah. Like, did it? You yeah, say, it's okay? worth watching. I think. Okay, it's, I've it's heard, interesting. It's one of those movies I've heard. You either you either get it or you don't get it, which means you hate it. Yeah, according, at least according a, to the internet. I have a crush on uh, what's her name, Florence Pugh. Is that her name? Who yeah. doesn't, man? Oh, yeah. yeah. We actually, uh, I have a running joke because uh, I don't remember how far back it was. It's a very early episode of ours. Uh, we were discussing new stuff with Marvel. I don't know if it's because of her role in Marvel or if it was a whole other movie. Oh, it was probably Midsummer. Either Midsummer, Midsummer or Black Widow. But it was it was a while ago. But and I talk about Midsummer a lot, so I mean, yeah. it could have very well been that. But it was talk about like how there was this upcoming role she was going to be in, and at the time, I didn't know anything really about her. I didn't know that she was married to Zach Braff, right? She's not. They're not even together anymore. Oh, well, that's they were just dating. Oh, okay, with yeah, with, I didn't even know they were together. Um, I and I didn't know her name, and I actually like was like, oh, and there's this actress that's going to be playing this part, and I was like, Florence Puh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, anytime I reference her, I'm always like Florence Paw, because making fun of my dumb ass. <laughs> but yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah, I love Florence Pugh. Yeah, she could do awesome. anything, and I'd be like, "Cool, I'll go watch it." Yeah, yeah, I, I like her quite a bit too. Actually, that's one of the one of the newest comics I ran out and got was the first appearance of uh, Yelena Belova. Got it up there on the wall. Nice. The only like really good comic I have, which isn't even like a top tier comic, um, is I do have a uh, first appearance of Deadpool. Um, yep. And out of the three versions, I think I have like the cheaper. I don't know if it's the cheapest one or if it's the middle one. I think the the new like the new mutants. Yeah, there's there's three different versions, three different covers, um, and it's all based on that corner. Um, the newsstand. Yeah, yeah. You it's find out. You have. The one that you have, it's the the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, it's got um, like it's it's from the it's an original ninety one print, but it's got the Captain America fifty. Yeah, that's the one that I see the most though, like in terms of covers for it, because you you got Domino on the front of it too. Yeah, because you can get the one with the barcode, and then there's a third one, and the one of them's like high high value. Hmm. Drew said Florence made that movie better. I'm assuming he's talking about Don't Worry, Darling, because I remember him mentioning that him and his lady went and saw it. Oh yeah. 
my nephew. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it wasn't. It was not what I thought it was going to be. Some kind of like uh, English patient type friggin' romance or something. Right. Um, it it was it. It's got some nice little twists in there. It's okay. it kept my attention enough, and I've it was better than like, I thought it would be. I've heard it's like Stepford Wives with like elements of like a uh, Truman Show. Hmm. Mm, yeah. That's Which pretty I'm like, accurate. I'm like, well, you know, I like both of those projects on their own. So, I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. put them in a blender, let's, let, yeah, that's I mean, accurate. and add Florence Pugh, it's like, cool. I'll say that what's crazy about that, that movie is there's so much talk about it lately with all the, like the controversy with uh, all the filming drama. it, the drama. And yeah. I've, I have no fucking clue what it's about at all. I don't yeah, think I anybody did. Like they never really <laughs> talked about it and like, it's all it's all anything. the Harry Styles man. Everybody, yeah. which what did you think of what did, Josh? What did you think of Harry? Like that's like the biggest talk of his is like his acting. Like it's either his acting was atrocious or people were like he actually did a really good job. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he was okay. He didn't bother me, and uh, his acting so, is suspects at times though. <laughs> so I, I'm not exactly. 100% sure on the, the controversy. I've only heard like snippets of it. But, uh, you know, if if Olivia Wilde was married to What's His Nuts, and that's why, the, is that why they got divorced? Because she was cheating with Harry Styles? J- uh, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, yeah. Yeah. They were such like a I don't cute know, comedy couple, too. But I don't know if they were, I don't know if it was actually like she was cheating on him, per se. Yeah. I think it was just kind of one of those things where like, she became like infatuated with Harry. It's like emotionally cheating. Yeah, I, like maybe, yeah, maybe I, she I didn't guess. act on yeah, it. But I don't she think fell there was love. really anything like. I don't think they were like, you know, banging them, you know, in their trailers or anything like that. I don't think. It, I don't think that was the case. But I think that's what she wanted. So she was probably just like, "Well, I'm going to get out of this." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I honestly don't really know a whole lot of it either. I reserve the right to pass judgment, depending <clears throat> on. You know how all that. Yeah, I try to separate <laughs> the person from the art as much as I can. Right. But there yeah. are certain I things that a lot I, too. I'm not a fan of, and and a, like adultery and that kind of stuff is is one of my like. Eh, I'm not going to support that person. But uh, I'm the same way. Like I do my best to to separate. Yeah. But there are times like, you know, you you just can't. Yeah. So for now, I will say he did fine. Um, I don't. You guys have seen Eternals, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, spoiler uh, alert. As Eros. Yeah. So, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I, I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, eh. I think we'll he's see. got the, I think he's got the, cro- like, the gravitas. Because, I mean, Eros is a whore. Right. Like, so, I mean, I think he's kind of just got, like, that that sex appeal. He's kind of got, like, that charm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's kind of got that gravitas where it's, like, all he's got to do is bat his eyes and he can literally get anything he wants. In real life and, you know, as as the character. So, mm-hmm. um, I actually, I was actually pretty, like, okay. Like, I think when it happened, I was, like, that makes a lot of sense. Because I mean, Eros, you know, I mean, most people only know him like, oh, he's the he's Thanos' brother. Oh, but yeah. like, he's 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 just he's a whore. He's pretty shady too. Yeah, yeah. He right. he he does a lot of questionable things. He's he's just he's the galaxy's slut. I think the biggest thing, like <laughs> like what you just described, makes sense. Like you're comparing his real life persona to the character, 
And several people, when they get cast that way, we get excited about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it did come like, for me. I think my only reserve was like I I've never really seen the guy act. So he, like I'm, I think Eternals was the first time. Well, no, he was in um, Dunkirk. Okay, Christopher Nolan. So I, I think it was a small part. Definitely want to see this movie just to get a hint of how he acts because you know there's plenty of people you see their real life persona and you know, you might even like how they are, but then you see them on screen. You're just like, you're bad at this. Like (laughs) you should make more music. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm kind of hoping that, uh, I'm kind of hoping he can actually act. So I know I shouldn't compare, you know, this movie to his role in a Marvel movie either, but it at least give you a glimpse of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nothing stood out to me where I was like, ah, this guy's no good. Right. Uh, Nick, Nick Kroll has a small part too. I actually would have liked to see more of him because I like that guy quite Dude, a bit. I love Nick Kroll. Yep. he's a good time. I just watched his stand-up thing on Netflix. I didn't even know. Oh, yeah, it's I, good. I don't know how new it is, but I don't. I love stand-up, but I don't like laugh out loud very often. Oh, sometimes I do. And I was cracking up to that. I think I also like. He obviously voices Lola and stuff on Big Mouth, so you know. He reverts to that voice quite a bit in his stand-up, so that that alone just gets me. Like I just crack up to that. So, oh, that that show he had for a while, man. It, I, I hate that it didn't last. It only lasted like one or two seasons. And I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, okay. Kroll show. Yeah, okay. the show. I, I, I actually really liked that one. That was like, God, I think it was like 2013, like maybe 2014. Yeah. Mm. It was around the time I'll when see if it was you know, streaming on if like the same time. Up. Well, it was Comedy Central. So okay. it might be either Hulu or like maybe HBO Max. Okay. Actually, yeah, it's, I might have to look that up. They had that one skit. What was it like, Ghost Bouncers or something like that? <laughs> oh, it was so funny because they were like Jersey dudes and they were like <laughs> Ghost Bouncers. Or it was nice. So funny. Is it kind of like early Kim Peel type stuff, like that skit show? Skit yeah, comedy? yeah. It, it was like kind of okay. Because they did Chappelle's show, and then, of course, that ended. And then they okay. did, like, Nick Swartzen had one, and then Kroll had one, and then Key and Peele's kind of took off, like, right after that, I think. Don't okay. quote me on the order, but it was something like that. Key and Peele is, like, one of my favorite shows. I love that show. I say, I, when, I, when I would see you watching it, I was always interested, but it didn't. I just didn't see myself getting into it. But then when I actually, like, put it on and started watching them, I was like, this is fucking amazing, like... Really brilliant, and that show lasted six seasons. And I was like, man, that that could have went for so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it know, has its, uh... then he went and made Get Out, and it's like, you know what? Sacrifices had to be made. <laughs> we got, <laughs> we got, we got Jordan Peele in the horror genre. Right, it works. Comedians jumping over to horror works so well. It does. I mean, look at Jordan Peele and John Krasinski with going from the office. Well, not going from the office too, but you know, doing the office and you know all that kind of stuff, and then going into doing. Uh, um, quiet place. Uh, don't don't. Yeah, I almost said don't breathe, but yeah, a quiet place, part one and two. So I would love to see John Krasinski stay in horror. I think it, mm. I think it, it. I mean, both the both of the quiet place movies, in my opinion, were phenomenal. I mean, I can understand yeah. the drop in quality from one to two, but I mean, still, I really like two. Yeah, I did too. So, John Krasinski, please stay in horror. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on the banner. He's watching he, right now. He, he watches. He listens. <laughs> yeah. We like to talk to our celebrity followers all the time. Always calling them out. Uh, I guess we should probably, like, especially the fact that we're talking to a comic book 
creator, fan, all that stuff. We should, uh, unfortunately, discuss the bad news a little bit that we lost a uh, very talented, very beloved, not comic book per se person, but... Gallagher. Gallagher. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Gallagher. (laughs) Uh, we did. I yeah. We I, did lose Gallagher. I, just, I like, found I, that out like not too long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I found that out just about an hour ago too. That we lost Gallagher as well. But uh, Kevin Conroy, like the Batman, the Batman. He was my bat. He he was my Batman just as much as fucking um, uh, Mark Hamill is my Joker. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like man, and sixty six. That's still young. It's, it's young. Like. Yeah. I didn't hear what he had specifically. They just said a short battle with cancer. So that sucks. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's all I've seen so far. Yep, that's that's no good. It's uh for me I'm kind of sad about it cuz I do a lot of cons and I was mm-hmm. I was at the same con with him once and okay. uh so one of my comic books uh the cover of it is a spoof of Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. And nice. I th- I th- think i'm almost pretty sure i put that out after i was at that con with him so i never got i always wanted to get him to see if he would sign it right and of course now it's too late for that but uh right it's uh yeah the batman animated series i mean if if you're a you know 80s 90s kid that was more than likely your jam right along with x-men and spider-man i mean those three cartoons were i think honestly responsible in a roundabout way for the success of like the MCU and stuff like that now. A I thousand, think yeah. thousand percent. Absolutely. Thousand percent. That kept that kept us you know, it rejuvenated all of those fans and now those fans are now our age and mm-hmm. we have disposable income to go see these movies and buy these toys and comics and And even on top of all that, like I have a I have a four year old son. Mm-hmm. I show like we watch the animated series together. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'll, like sometimes like you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like our generation that grew up on on that, like you said, like eighties and nineties kids, like that was our jam. So like now that we have like our generation is having kids, we're like, dude, watch this. I watched this cartoon when I was a kid, right? And then like now these kids are like, because even the the art style and well, really all about like, especially coming when it comes to. Uh, Batman the Animated Series and X-Men the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Those two, um, they hold up in every aspect. Even the art style, you know, for uh, Batman specifically, you know, with, like, the whole, like, construction paper background type things that they, like, right. what they had to do, like, to get, like, the tone and, you know, everything that they did for it. And then, like, obviously you have X-Men where it was more... More bright colored and the fuck that theme song, man. Oh yeah, that theme song. But and uh, then, and then like he said, you have the Spider Man animated series, which mm. unfortunately for me, I've gone back and watched it. It doesn't hold up near as well. Not as well. It's still good though. It's still good, but yes. it doesn't hold up as well as like Batman the animated series or like the X Men animated series. See, I, I've been going back and rewatching the X Men animated series, and I have a nostalgia for it. But I can definitely see some of like the. Uh, it's not faults. I don't want to say faults. It's just I can see that generational. I can see the the time frame. Mm-hmm. Like it's dated. A like bit. it's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even in the animation, and without without going without having gone back and rewatched the Batman animated series recently, 
I feel like that animation style holds up better than X-Men's animation style. Oh, but I, I, don't... I, I agree with you on that okay. one. It does. I, yeah, it does yeah. a little bit. It, I think it's a little smoother. Um, and it's just, just so unique. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's got that Greco looking or whatever they call it. And I mean, that's just another another testament to DC cartoons killing it and then just failing in theaters. When hey, it comes Jasmine. To Jasmine said hey in the chat. It's Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. But like, yeah. And like looking at like, because even going even further, you know, past those, you know, you get to like Batman Beyond mm-hmm. and then, you know, like Static Shock, which is an extremely underrated animated series I from DC. That one. Static Shock was it was on around the same time that uh, Batman Beyond was uh, was okay. on, um, very underrated. Uh, so yeah, if you ever get a chance to go back and like you're like curious about it, Static Shock it, it was it didn't last that long. It was only a couple of seasons, but it was it was still really good. Okay, they've um, been trying to make a movie out of that for a long time. Yeah, really? I think and I think Michael B. Jordan is like attached to either like produce. Or like maybe be like an older version of Static Shock, like he might be starring. But gonna, I know I'm Michael gonna, B. Jordan is attached to the Static Shock okay. project to some degree. I'm going to interrupt you with a terrible uh, Space Jam's joke and say, "Oh, they couldn't get Michael A. Jordan." Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the new <laughs> so Space bad. Jam movie, but I did see that scene, and it was just yeah. like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> You're all right if you miss it. You'll be okay. I, yeah, from what from what right. I've heard, it's it's yeah. best that I probably do miss it, which is fine. Yeah, I, I mean, it, so but that's you know that is what it is because yeah. it has LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. But yeah, the um, I I I I will always agree that DC will always have a leg up on Marvel in terms of animation. animation or like their anim- like whether it be series or watched or um like even just like the the one shot movies like the DC animated universe mm-hmm. like anything that Marvel ever puts out animated will never even so much as hold a candle to the animated Flashpoint Paradox movie on its own I still haven't watched it like well um, and uh even like Teen Titans Go I don't know if you guys have watched that like that's I like that show. My kid watches it, and I'm totally fine with him watching it because mm-hmm. uh, it's funny and all that. And then, uh, like the Harley Quinn show that's on uh, yes. HBO right that's, now is—I mean, it's fantastic. It's great. I love the Harley. Me, we love the Harley Quinn animated series. Absolutely. Um, Oliver I've watches said- um, Teen Titans Go. My son watches Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it's fantastic. I love I, it. I can't really get behind it. Um, well, you watched the Titans I, show. Or well, I watched the, the original Teen Titans oh, right. animated series, and I, I think, I, I think for me, growing up and watching like the original Teen Titans animated series, and them shifting from that to Teen Titans Go, I think it was just too big of a leap, and in differentials between the two of them, because you go from this very serious. Like almost Batman animated series level of seriousness in terms of quality and right. um, the content that it put out, and it was dark. Like it, it was a dark animated series, and then going from that to a very bubbly, you know, fart jokes and right. you know, kind of like it just. I think the shift was just too much for me, 
it's so I just, but I mean, it's not a certain thing, but it's not unwatchable. Like I'll never voluntarily watch it, but like if, if, you know, Ollie is watching and I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever, like it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, right. And that's not to say there are some episodes of Teen Titans go that are like things that they do that I'm like, oh man, that was funny. Like that I was, like all that was songs. good. All the songs they do are like catchy. They stick in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think Paradox. Nice thing is, and I think that uh, you're right, Jake Dylan. Dylan said the Flashpoint Paradox, the animated movie, was so damn good, and he's completely right because it's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I think that uh, I mean, without knowing from experience yet, but I'd imagine that going the opposite direction, you know, you went from the older version to this bubblier version. I'd imagine for you know his kid and your kid watching the bubbly version first. And they grow into a more darker, sinister version. I feel like that'll be an easier transition. So it's, and, it's a smart move on their part, at least, to get kids yeah. involved. And plus, into it's it. like you said, they're like the thing with like the Teen Titans is there's. It's almost like they they make the Teen Titans available for like every possible demographic, because mm-hmm. like you have like your like where you have like your toddlers to like you know preteens that could watch Teen Titans Go. And then I feel like you get into like that more angsty teenager phase mm-hmm. where you can watch like the original Teen Titans show or like the Judas the Judas Contract like animated movie. And then you go from that and you know you get to the point where it's like oh well now you can get into the Titans live at like the Titans show. Right. You know like that, that show is fantastic. I that fucking love so Titans. I, do, uh, I haven't watched the new season yet. There's four episodes out on the new season. I haven't watched them yet. But uh, uh, is there four? I think they're only on three because they they're, they're on four. Four was this week. Okay. Oh, I'm caught up. So maybe I just didn't realize. Yeah, four was this week. I looked at it. I looked at it yesterday when I was watching Hard Knocks. I see. We were binging it because we hadn't watched it in real time. So my wife and I were binging it to catch up. So we're caught up to this season, but we haven't started this season. And, and it's, it's your fault that I watch it. Oh yeah, because he came over. I was watching it after an episode one night. Yeah, we we were recording and we were sitting out there, and um, my wife and his wife they they hang out and have like girls nights while we record. And we got early, we got done early one night, yeah. and we were just like sitting out there, like I'm just gonna throw something on. So I threw on the pilot of Titans, and we watched the pilot. Yeah, and then I binged all three seasons in like two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> I texted him, I was like, you're an asshole. I was like, because I am yep. addicted to this show. It is so good. It is good. It is good. Have you seen Doom Patrol? Have you watched that? I started it. I started I it, and yet. then like when it, when it, once I started it, like uh, summer happened, and then like I don't watch any TV during the summertime because we're always out and about right. camping and whatnot. And then football. Happens. And then football happened. And then once football happens, you can't you can't rely on me to watch yep. anything that's not like football. Yeah, it's, I was... it's worth watching. It's 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 weird. Uh, that's for damn sure. But I've heard it different. is absolutely bonkers. Okay, it's got some interesting stuff in it. It's worth I, watching. I, I was excited from that episode, like when they showed like the Doom Patrol characters. I was just like, like mm-hmm. the backdoor pilot episode. Yeah, I don't think I knew that that was connected. And so when I saw that, I was like, well, shit, that's that other show. And I was like, well, now I got to watch that too. Yeah, because so. in the comics, Beast Boy was part of the Doom Patrol first, and then he came over to the Titans. So they kind of did that, and I was like, that's cool. They did it the right way, sort of. Yeah. Plus, it has Brendan Fraser. I know, but he's not in the wrong. He no, just does I, the voice. That yeah. makes sense because that's a that's a pretty big yeah. build that the guy has. Yeah, you know, to get that large, tall, muscular guy. Um, I'm glad he's getting his comeback. So that's good. Yep. If anybody good in Hollywood him. deserves a comeback, it's Brendan Fraser. That's right. 
Uh, I did post in the Twitch chat just now because we got some people jumping in. Uh, for anyone that's just hopping in, um, I just relinked to the Kickstarter that we're promoting right now. Um, Josh is a creator, uh, has his own comic company. So if you can, click the link. Um, if you really recently hopped in and didn't see that link yet, let me know and I'll post it again. Um, yes, um, Dylan. So and, and anybody... Uh, if anybody that's listening and stuff ends up coming to Piqua on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, if you come to my table and you back the comic on Kickstarter for $20 or more right in front of me, I will give you $5 off your purchase at the table. Hell yeah. Sheesh. So, yeah. Um, people watching have that opportunity. Uh, this episode won't air until after that, so people that listen to it later, sorry. Uh, but you can still support. You can still go to the Kickstarter and support. There was there were so many the people booth, there. Tell them Fandomonia sent you. It mm-hmm. was packed. Yeah. I'll, I'll do what Jim Jeffries does on his podcast when he talks about his shows that haven't happened yet. <laughs> All right. It was the best. It was the There's best. So it was great. Yeah. There's so many people. Uh, I, I we've we've talked about possibly doing that. And that's always hard to do. Like speak as if. It's yeah. real time. Well, we used to be able to do it before we were doing Twitch. True, because like now we, we're doing was, one yeah. thing live. It was a lot yeah. easier to do it before we started doing Twitch, but, you know, I mean, either way, I mean, people know what they're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Free content. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> they're not paying for it. So, And that's the thing. That's the other thing we have to tell you guys. Like, we, we appreciate your support. Uh, we get likes. We get follows. And that's awesome because it's free. And we give you this content for free, and the reason we're doing that is because now you have this extra money to spend on a Kickstarter we're promoting. See, that's why. Or some doing. Funko Pops, right? Or, or or come to the convention Sunday and buy my Funko Pops so I can get rid of them. There you go. So. He's got a baby on the way. I do. He needs uh, money for diapers. Yes. Is this your first one? It is. Yes. Oh man, I'm I'm excited. But also very nervous because my wife and I, like when we got married, we've been married eight years already. And even when we got married, we were both like, I don't know, I'm not really the marrying type or the kid type. And then we were together for a while and it's like, hmm, probably get married, I guess. And then we're together for several years and start hanging out with this ass. Hey. And he has a kid and it's like, well, that's that's kind of kid. I have two, man. Well, you do now. But at the time, (laughs) we were both like, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Like we hang around them and... It's not as bad as we thought, you know, having a kid Because my kid's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's an asshole, but he's awesome. <laughs> but I he's mean, a toddler, so that's to be expected. Yeah. Yep. But no, it kind of got us thinking about it. I have a boy, and he's seven. And, you know, it's it, it's cool. I, I don't I don't know uh, if you guys have boys, girls, or if I you one, know. I have one of each. He's got one of each. Yeah. I've, got a, a I've got a four-year-old son and a five-month-old daughter. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, it's frustrating at times, but it's you know people always say, oh, it's so rewarding, and it is. It's it's really cool to see them grow up, and it's and, so worth it. Yeah, it is. You know, I always think it's funny, and I'm not knocking anybody, but when people are like, oh, I love my dog so much, and or my cat or whatever, and it, just just like a child, it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. It is not, yeah, not the same at all. Yeah, we've used that excuse for several years because we have a couple of cats, and so we've yep. always used that excuse. Now, I do think that there is going to be some things that it has prepared us for. These cats don't shit and puke nearly as much as a child will, but we have had to 
talk to them like children and clean up their messes. So we've got at least a mild preparation compared to someone that has nothing. So I, I want to say, uh, I think it was like two months ago, my kid and I, we had chili dogs one night <laughs> and, uh, it was like one or two in the morning and I heard some stumbling around and I oh, get no. up. And, uh, so I just remodeled his bathroom, like, five six months ago made it all nice painted everything new sink and everything and i go in the bathroom and he's horking up in the toilet and as he came in you know he was trying to hold it in uh-huh did, did not work so the puke went from the door to the shower curtain <laughs> to the wall to the toilet oh, i mean it no. was just like, bam, like uh exorcist all i mean he got more <laughs> on the wall and everything than he did in the toilet oh, no. and it was chili dogs oh it was it was awful and oh, no. uh, I felt so bad for him because he tried to make it, but oh yeah. my god! I like I'm like cleaning it up, going like, <laughs> yeah. I when it, when it comes to stuff like that, I always I always call in the wife, and she knows. Mm. Like when it comes to like puke, like I can do poop diapers. You know that doesn't phase me in the slightest. But the second there's puke involved, if I even so much as hear it, smell it, or see it, I'm puking. Right. <laughs> So I she knows if pukes involved. She's like, "Don't just just go. I got it." Like, I usually don't mind hearing it or seeing it. It's the smell that gets me. Mm, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that depends. In your situation, I know this is a weird thing to say. I hope this doesn't sound creepy, but like, I feel like I'm if, already creeped out. If the chili dog experience was fresh enough, and it's primarily chili dog, I don't think I'd be as off put by it. It's that yeah. I ate hours ago, and I also might have the stomach bug puke, where it has that puke smell. Like That's when I it's can't It's like the do stomach it. acid. It yeah. was nasty. I ended up, uh, like, the, the rug and, like, the plunger and the scrub brush, I just threw it all away and bought new. I was like, <laughs> it, done. It's not worth it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're all replaceable. I, I absolutely love that approach. Yeah. I feel like I would be inexperienced enough to be like, I can save this. And then somebody just needed to be in the back of my head going, why? No, dude, it would be, it would literally be the other way around. I could feel like Shayna would be like, we can save this. And you would be like, why? Yeah, throw it away. I can just go buy a new plunger. It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That, I feel, I feel bad for the guy. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Man, Adam, well, you, are, there was... you are in for an awakening, my friend. <sighs> so what was it? I think it was last school year. He kept throwing up in the middle of the night for like a week, but he was fine during the day. And, uh, you know, between me and my ex-wife, he goes back and forth. Um, I have him half the time. She has him half the time. And we were like, did not know what was going on. Cause like he'd be sitting here next to me. Fine. As soon as he went to bed, like an hour later, he's throwing up and we're like, what is going on? Right. So finally I was like, take him to the doctor. So she did. <laughs> He took a pencil and was trying to use the eraser to suck his brains out, and the eraser came off in his ear. So when he was laying down, it was messing up his equilibrium, (laughs) making him throw up. That is such a kid story, too. I (laughs) I have never heard something like that before. That's a first that I've ever heard that. He was trying to suck his brain out with the the eraser. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Josh, we did get a question in our, our Twitch chat um, yes. from Nicole. She wanted to know what the the age range of um, is on the comic on your comics. Um, so if you go to cutthroatcomics.com, each comic series I put like R or G or PG or whatever next to them. 
turkey sharks specifically, I'd say it's PG-13. I try to only drop one F-bomb per. Um, Got to get and that there, one in. Like, there's some violence and stuff, but it's not too bad. Uh, Stingray, one through three, is like a hard R for sure. The rest of them are kind of all right. Ginger Avenger, one through three, is like a PG. Like, there's no cursing in that one. I hate to like – you don't have to answer this because I almost feel bad even asking this when you have an indie original comic. But for anyone that it helps, like how would you compare it? Like, and like I said, you don't have to answer if you don't want because I feel like that's like always an unfair question. Like, you know, oh, it's like Captain America or it's like Punisher. You know what I mean? Like, it's no, not. that's it's actually, an original uh, thing. People think that that's a bad thing to do, but it's actually a good thing to do because you're giving somebody something they know, you know, to compare it to. Um, okay, I feel Turkey less bad. Sharks, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's like the Avengers because it's my team. Um, a couple of the characters are silly, like the Tick. Um, you know, I try to do so, like the boys, for instance. Like it's a clear cut Superman ripoff. You know, they're doing it on purpose. They're not ripping them off, but, you know, they, they take that, what if Superman was evil? I try to steer clear of parody. having characters that are exactly like other mm. characters. Right. Um, so, but, you know, there's there's comedy in it. Um, but I use the Avengers and X-Men just because people know it's a superhero team. And they're, they're all different characters. Okay. Right on. Well, um Nicole just let us know. She said, cool. She just ordered the turkey sharks one through three. And she said, we'll oh, monitor nice. it for our nine-year-old. And she said that she will bring them to her comic book dealer and see if he will order them in. Oh, that'd be awesome. I appreciate that. Um, yep. San Diego, She's out in that San Diego, place. yeah. That's cool. Hey, man, that's a good place for comics. Uh, one of my buddies lives out there. He's a indie comic creator, uh, Finish Line Comics. He does uh, a comic called Immortal Error. We're on like issue number seven. He he does really well with it. He lives out there somewhere. Okay. I ran out of my drugs. <laughs> oh yes. We have uh in a previous episode, one of our another one of our running things that I still need to make a shirt for. Um he had made the comment that McDonald's Coke is drugs. And just the phrasing of that, for some reason that night cracked me up. Just saying McDonald's <laughs> Coke is drugs. So I need to make T shirts yet, but uh yeah, it's so different. Tastes yeah. different. It tastes yeah. better. Yep. I ran out. I got one before I came. I got one before I came. <laughs> he over. walked in. He's like, I had to stop and get drugs before I came here. And I was like, What? And he like held the coke up. <laughs> That's like, kind oh, of yeah. a a con tradition for me because I try not to eat too much fast food and shit. Mm-hmm. But usually when I go to cons, I'm up earlier, and uh, oh, and I know yeah. I'm going to be at places, so I'll get like two sausage McMuffins and a coke with no ice from McDonald's. Yes. Typically, you always get no ice. <laughs> Yep. Anybody who goes to McDonald's and gets Coke in their ice, I get man, ice that's, with everything, dude. That's serial killer like habit, like right there. Like I don't trust uh, anybody who gets ice in their McDonald's cokes. And yeah. here's another thing too: like if you order something special, like say you get your burgers with like out onions or pickles or something, right? Mm-hmm. Order your drink with no ice because if they get that right, they're gonna get the rest of it right. If they get ice in your drink, I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, they fucked the up your order. <laughs> That's that's actually a really good yeah. like that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I'm I'm like a my my meal used to always be a hundred percent of the time it was a cheeseburger plain, and then you know fries, and then I would do a Barks root beer. That was like McDonald's root beer was like, 
I like Barks Root Beer in general, but McDonald's, again, it, it's something about McDonald's. It's the way that they do their machine or their syrup levels or something. It's their, it's it's their carbonation better. levels. It's so good. Yeah, the CO2 they put in it. Right? Because yeah. yeah, I, so I always go, it's two McDoubles with no pickles or onions, because I'm allergic to onions, medium fry, large Coke, no ice. Mm-hmm. That's almost, I, I get two McDoubles, only ketchup, fry. I do only, yeah, I do only ketchup and mustard. Mm-hmm. Something oh, yeah. about them fries, man, I tell you. Yeah. Oh, dude. <clears throat> I did find out. Uh, I had uh, the first time I had anxiety issues. Uh, I can't remember if it was like 2016 or what? 2000, it might have been 2016. Um, I was having, like, I think I've always been an anxious person, but that time when I started having the generalized anxiety disorder to where I had to go to a doctor and I got diagnosed and then they started me on like a medication for a while. Like that first time that happened um, and they started me on a new medication to try out. Um, I had lost my appetite. I was losing weight and I've put on a decent amount of pounds in my thirties. But, uh, as a kid, like I could not put on weight to save my life. So I was getting like really skinny again. And for some reason, the only thing I could stomach and not feel like I was going to throw up was McDonald's French fries. So during that time when I was adjusting that medication, that was the only thing I could eat. And I had, that was again, like years ago. And then I just found out recently, because we're having a child and we're discussing having children, my mom was like, I remember when I was pregnant with you, um, for some reason I was craving McDonald's french fries. And I was like, that's got it. That can't be a coincidence. That's got to be <laughs> something, <laughs> like something carried over. So There's something in the fries, man. I guess. Uh, yep. Yep. They got me at an early age. I was still in the womb. Probably caused and cured the anxiety. Probably. <laughs> That's yeah. literally full circle. Yep. <laughs> yep. All that junk food I've eaten because I'm not a great healthy eater. I'm doing better. When you marry it's someone hard, that yeah. is a healthy eater, it helps. Oh, not it's me, fair. dude. Not not at all. <laughs> my wife is the healthiest eater I've ever met in my life, and I still would shower in raising cane sauce if I could. <laughs> Like no joke, it, I there's no shame in it. I don't care. Right. I brush my teeth with a McDonald's Coke after too. I have no shame. <laughs> uh, Josh, where like I don't know if you want to say like specific, but where are you located? Like I don't even know how close you are to us. Uh, Finley, Ohio. So it's uh, okay. just up seventy five. It's about what maybe an hour or fifteen minutes, roughly, give or take. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. Like I, used that. To, I used to drive through Finley on my way to Bowling Green all the time back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's half hour, half hour, basically. Um, so because you're in that area, then, uh, one of the places I was going to mention, um, I don't know if he, I don't think Alex has popped in here. I haven't seen him. Um, I don't think he's been in here tonight, but sometimes he watches the Twitch chats, but, uh, uh, Alex works at alter ego comics in Lima, Ohio. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. I think, did you say something? Yeah. You said something. About I might have, in our- yeah, I might have mentioned them as well. I don't know if that's I, I think that they do sell some local comics there. Um they're they're usually really good at promoting local artists. So um that would be another one to check out. And then they, they also have their own podcast um that Alex kind of like runs for the, the shop. Um he doesn't own the shop, he just is one of their like, you know, longtime employees. And uh he runs the podcast. It's Alter Ego Comics Presents. Um and I, I listen to them every week when they post um been friends with them for a few years now and uh we joined a, they have a volunteer cosplay group and um I started doing that with them which we haven't done much since covid that kind of like really hindered a lot of stuff but um right we used to do it a lot but 
is uh is one of the guys from the underground video network part of that group too yep uh yeah michael, uh, michael boroff yep he is uh yep. one of our he's one of the like original members so he's been in okay. it longer than i have um but yeah he he's in alter ego comics all the time too um jared is a kind of like a part-time employee for alter ego i think he used to work there a lot years ago and now he's got like a different job so he kind of just fills in on like i think it's like every other saturday or something like that i can't remember um yeah he's, I've never he's been also in there and it's i think it's like the closest comic shop to here i think right probably, probably. pretty close yeah um, but yeah, they, they, they've done a lot of remodeling. Um, they used to, like the whole floor used to be the comic shop and just with financial stuff for one. And then, um, the owner is also trying to revitalize downtown Lima. So what he's done is he split that building up. So when you walk in, um, the main floor you walk into half of it is a comic shop and the other half is kind of like this artisanal deli wine store. And then if you go back even further, there's like a mini recording studio and then they do live shows back there in the back now. Um, it used to all just be the comic shop, but he's like divided all of it up to try and get more businesses um, working together in the area. But um, yeah, I, I would definitely say to check with them and see if they can uh, sell the product and maybe help promote too. They're pretty good about it. Yeah, I may have to pop in there. I know when I first started, I had uh, emailed them. Okay. And uh the the email I got back was simply said no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah, but I it's, you know. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know who's Yeah, I don't know who's been in and out, like you know what I mean, like who's worked and hasn't worked there recently or anything like that. So um yeah, I don't know. Like and sometimes that is I don't know. I find Something about that in-person puppy dog eyes where people are usually kinder and have trouble right. turning you away instead of, uh, yeah, if I like message people, there's a lot of times like even for this, you know, you message people to ask about interviews and that. And, uh, yeah, there's times when they're just like, who the hell are you? But then you run yep. into them at like a con or something You're like, hey, man, I'd love to interview you. Like I sent you a message and they're like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And it's just like, <laughs> OK, yep. like, now yep. it is. Yeah, I was a. Uh... I was in a band for a long time before I was doing this. So, you know, you call up clubs to try to get, get in there and play and stuff. And it's just, they're like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Like, so it, it is what it is. That's a uh, part of being an artist. That's like one of the things oh, yeah. I get asked all the time. Yeah. Yep. I get asked what? all the time, you know, what, what would I tell a young artist or whatever? And I just, I tell them develop thick skin quick. Cause you're going to get told no a whole, whole lot. That's a- Good, uh, good advice for that for sure. Um, the local shop, the local shop that Nicole has in San Diego is Kamikaze. Uh, they have an Instagram page if you want to reach out. Oh. And then she said she would also swing in there. So, well, yeah, everything helps. I mean, word of mouth is huge, you know, for mm-hmm. indie artists, and you know, it's uh, unfortunately I can't just uh, drop everything I'm doing and do cons all over the place as, as much as I would love to. Right. Um, I, I try to hit one, one to two a month. This month I had three. Um, but uh, yeah, I've gone like down to Tennessee has been as far as I've gone so far in Michigan, Indiana. Uh, so I'm trying, trying to branch out, but I can, you know, I can only drive so far in a weekend. But yeah, hey, actually, I'll look. Do what you can. Yeah, yeah, I'll look them up literally right now because I will Hosting. forget. 
Right, I'm the same way. Um, I'm reposting your links. So again, for Twitch viewers currently watching, um, I've reposted both links. One is to the um, Cutthroat page that he was talking about where you can check out his other works and then the actual uh, Kickstarter campaign for uh, Turkey Sharks 1, 2, and 3. Um, we are, I mean, we're over an hour, or at the hour mark at least, you know, with the intro and that, so... I'll start to like wind it down, get this wrapped up. I know you don't want to be up super, super late. Uh, he actually gets the opportunity to sleep in tomorrow. You said Saturdays are like, and when I say sleep in, I mean to like six. Uh, okay. Saturdays <laughs> are like the only day I get to sleep in at all, okay. unless my kid like wakes up early. But I tried. I kept him up to like nine fifteen. So hopefully we're all right in the morning. <laughs> you probably know. Yeah, because then of course Sunday I got to get up at you know kind of early to get down there and get set up and stuff so yeah because it's at 10 and you gotta pack up drive that far set up set up like in town i try to get there an hour early after setup ever anyway so i can have a chance to go pick up all the good stuff before all the other people get to come in right on nice yeah i think i ended up being there like damn near right before as they opened last time so i was like scrambling to get stuff set up I was very ill-prepared. I don't do cons. So having a booth set up for a podcast was weird. And I think people were really confused by it. Like I had a lot of people coming over and I had set up like we have a lot of decor in the room. So my idea was to draw people in. I'll set up a lot of the decor that we have in the room um, because it's visually interesting, which is the point of having it in here. So if we ever have a guest or if we don't have anything to talk about, there's something to stimulating. stimulate you. Yeah. yeah. So I did that, and there were a lot of people coming over either thinking the stuff was for sale or, I mean, I guess just that, or just wondering what the hell this was. And they'd come over, and they'd play with stuff on the table, and I think they were just, like, looking at me, waiting for me to give them a price. And I'm just like, hey, what's going on? Like, this is the podcast, and they're just like, okay. And I'd be like, "Uh, take a card, look us up. And they're just like, okay. And they just walked away, and I was like, I think I'm just confusing people by doing this. Like I'm not selling something, yeah. So yeah, I just, think he said they're doing it uh, out in the mall this time or something because the Spirit Halloween okay. store is still there or something. Yeah, they. I didn't know for sure if they'd be out. Uh, Ian said there were pods there. Yeah, there were like pod containers there today, so either they were still getting stuff out okay. or yeah, or what? But. I know he said it was going to be an Elder Beerman, but I'd imagine if they have to last minute, they'll redirect that mall's damn near empty at this point there's plenty of space for everybody yeah i kind of figured i didn't walk out into it but I, you can kind of tell i mean it's a mall it's yeah. surprised they didn't set you guys up in like the banquet hall yeah that would have worked um a couple things i wanted to ask you like if you have the time if not we can wrap up immediately um no shoot man i'm doing all right uh some Second of the stuff uh, all right some of the stuff i was curious on obviously um you know, you've got the independent thing going on. So, you know, again, I don't want to, like, step on that. But uh, we have the the big rival, your Marvel DC. But then, obviously, right. you've got IDW and a bunch of you know, Dark Horse and other things. Um, what's your favorite stuff? Like, would you like? is there a, a style you really like um, or a character you really like? Um, I, I'm a huge comic nerd. Um, so when I got back into doing comics, because... I liked comics when I was a kid, and then, like I mentioned, I started kind of chasing girls and stuff for a long time and got out of you know, comics and stuff. But when I started doing this again and writing comics, 
I realized that I did not know artists and writer names and, and all that. So I, I kind of dove back in and now it's, it's like a freaking sickness. Um, I I mean, I have graded comics all over the place in this room and then my front room, I had to move houses. I I had to buy a bigger house because I have so many vintage (laughs) toys and comics and shit. And I wanted to display them like in a cool way. Right. Um, but you know, I love Spider-Man. Um, I love the X-Men. Um, you know, and I, I like Marvel a lot more than DC. Like it's probably 80, 20 that I like Marvel. Um, I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan as well. So, and then, you know, all the, all the eighties, nineties toy lines and, and stuff like that stuff from my childhood and, yeah, I have all kinds of all kinds of shit. It's awesome. That and I mean that that sounds like you line up, and that might be an age thing. Um, I don't know exactly how old you are. I'm going to be 38 at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, I'm 40. So okay, that's because that's about where I land. When you say Ninja Turtles, like I never really read Ninja Turtle comics. I had a few of like yep. the graphic books when I was younger. Like I've discussed this on our episodes before, but I wasn't allowed to have like a lot of comics and video games growing up. Um, my mom was of the ilk of that stuff rots your mind, but I did get in, I was able to watch the cartoons and if I was out and about and I picked up a book, like, you know, X-Men comics, they would do the X-Men cartoon books where it'd be like a small graphic novel based on the animated Mm -hmm. series. So I could get stuff like that. So I did have some of that stuff, but when it comes to turtles, mine's the live action OG movies. Like that's where, Uh, yeah, I like I like the cartoon. I like the movies. I, I have most of the NECA like movie stuff. Um, nice. I've got off of Kevin Eastman's website. He sells sometimes when he has them, he sells film strips and little movie posters and then okay. he'll sign it. And I have one of those in the frame. Um, so I've been doing cons since 2016 or something like that was when I first, so I've been doing this since 2015, but in like 2016 is when I first started doing cons. Okay. I'd never stood in line for autographs until this year. And I did one down in Columbus, Ohio, and they had all four of the voice actors from the turtles cartoon. Oh, that's cool. Nice. That was was the first time I ever stood in line. I have all their autographs on one, one thing and it's framed and, Those dudes were like, uh, so I'm, I like Raph the most. And, uh, he was the last one there. His flight got delayed or something. And, you know, I, I stood in line and I, I get up there and, uh, you know, I I told him, I was like, yeah, I just want, you know, I just want, you to know, like every night from eight to nine, my kid is seven years old and we get in bed and we watch two episodes of turtles before he goes to bed. Nice. And, like the look on his face and then he put his hand on my shoulder and he was like, he's like, well, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And then it got me and I was like, well, you know, it means a lot to me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I just, I didn't expect myself to first him to react like that. And then of course that made me react. Right. But, uh, yeah, all four of those guys were super, super nice. And, uh, it was, it was cool. You know, I've uh, like, I don't think, I, I did I did a con down in Tennessee and I met the original Black Power Ranger. I didn't oh, get his nice. autograph. I just kind of walked over when it got slow and just wanted to kind of say what's up to him. And he was okay. He wasn't, you know, I don't know. I didn't buy anything, so he probably was like, "Yeah, hey, go away." Right. Um, 
Yeah, some yeah. people some people get the con circuit. They get it. And some people yep. just I don't know if they just don't do it very often, but some people you're just like eh, I mean, sometimes they shouldn't just, have booked you. I mean, sometimes just like <clears throat> when it comes to like cuz I didn't go to my first uh con till you know, it was a 20 was it 2021 or was it 2020? It was 2021, March. Yeah, I couldn't remember if we went before COVID or if you had No, I think because we originally bought them for COVID right. and then that's why we like um, we went to Horror Hound. Yeah. And that was I've my first. About those. That was that was my first con. And, and I was going to ask you about that if you'd ever been. To we literally Hound. and it was so it was so crazy. We walked in and not even three minutes in there Mm -hmm. we walk into the main floor the vendor floor and we i go to the first table and i'm sitting there looking and fucking danielle harris comes up and stands right next to me Mm -hmm. at the booth and like i just look up and i'm like kind of like how you said you're like "Uh." i was just like oh oh hey danielle (laughs) she's like she's like oh hey hun how you doing i'm like good (laughs) <laughs> good uh how, how are you she's like i'm good she's like are you gonna come visit me at my table i was like yeah because <laughs> like, you're, you're just like so you're like huh huh yeah. that's fucking danielle harris right. like holy shit and then like you know there's kind of like what adam said you know you have your some some of your celebrities it's like they get it they yeah. know the circuit they do the circuit yep and then like you can always tell those ones that are like seasoned con people and then you have like it's like the the guests were like this is your first con, isn't it? First like, con, or maybe once every five years they begrudgingly do one, and yeah, oh, and it's uh, like you can tell they're like they don't really want to be here. They're they either owe somebody a favor yeah. or like something, but like I haven't had necessarily a bad experience because uh, we've been to Horror Hound twice now. Yeah, and mm. I've never had a bad experience with like a an interaction with uh the only the closest thing i could think to and it's not even a bad experience but the closest thing to was probably michael rooker and it was just he was just quiet like his manager spoke for him at the table like he he said hey and like you know it was like you know how are you guys doing and whatnot but like if you asked him like a question or anything his manager would answer he wouldn't answer the question i'm i i love michael rooker I think he's a phenomenal actor, and I think he's very funny. Um, but I'm curious if there's not going to be some shit that comes out about him. Because, like, the last time we saw him at a Horror Hound, it's weird Horror Hound was promoting, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because they do that once in a while. They'll do, like, a weird show that's not even related to horror. But they had right. a they had a Guardians of the Galaxy, like, panel. And they had, uh, it, it's Chris, I think, something. He plays Taserface. Mm. And he's this is us like he's in that yeah um, there's but there's a, there's a quite a few people like from Guardians that come from horror yeah I mean look at James Gunn I right mean, he yeah. Slither, Slither and but and they whatnot. did a, they did a panel for that and Chris was in there and we're like the the place was full because of you know Michael Rooker's going to be in there mm-hmm. and the whole panel room was packed we had to stand in the back and Chris is up there and he's just like. They said Michael's running late, like he's supposed to be here soon, I guess. And so Chris is like doing this like nice panel all by himself. And he's like, I've never done one of these, so I hope I'm doing okay. And we're like, yeah, man, you're doing great. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, Michael's here. And like they got all these people like ushering him through the back door. And he would not take his sunglasses off. And he was fucking hyped. He was running around the room with a microphone just like – 
Chris was up on stage and Michael Rooker's running around the room. He's like, you got a question? And the guy would ask a question and he'd just be like, uh, no. And then he'd run to the next person. <laughs> like, it, it, it was entertaining, but it was like, is this guy like fucked up right now or what? Like, he wouldn't take his sunglasses off and he was just going fucking crazy. And like I said, it was entertaining, but it was very disorienting. Yeah. And so for you to say he just like sat there and it's like... I wonder if this guy has a problem, like a substance problem. <laughs> and, like, it's, and it's funny because you said that he didn't take his sunglasses off. When I met him, he didn't have his sunglasses off. He literally was, his sunglasses yeah. were on. He, he didn't take them off. That's weird. So I wonder man. if he's just an indoor sunglasses guy. Maybe. But it's funny because like, and I know you were there with us. Um, my favorite interaction with somebody at a con is still to this day, Jason Muse. Oh, right. Because we went into his booth because it was when they did the the clerks Mm-hmm. Um, minus minus thing. Kevin Smith, I was right. really hoping he would have popped uh-huh. in, but um, me and my wife went up and we met Jason Mewes because we're big fans of like the Skew Universe, like Jay and Silent Bob and all that, and um, we went up and met him and dude, he is just he is just energy. Mm-hmm. He is the he is the embodiment and personification of energy, right? And he was so cool, and he was like, "Do you guys want a picture?" And we were like, well, fuck yeah, if you're going to let us take a picture. And he was like, I'm not letting you take a picture. I'm taking the picture. And he just took my phone, opened up the camera, and just took like 80, and I'm not even exaggerating, like 80 selfies <laughs> like with, with me and my wife and him. And he's just striking pose and just turning the camera every which way. And he took so many pictures, and we're just laughing our asses off. And he was just... It was one of those things where, like, his line was pretty full, but it wasn't, like, chop full. Right. So, like, he actually engaged with you. It yeah. wasn't just like, hey, man, thanks for coming out here. Take a picture. All right, right, move along. Like, he actually would sit there and he would converse with you. Like, he would he wanted, he wanted, would talk like he wanted to talk to you, not That's you cool. wanted to talk to them. So, Jason Muse, you ever get an opportunity to meet Jason Muse, man? He is, he is just He is just energy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've I've heard uh, very similar things about him. I've heard good things about Paul Rubens. Um, That's cool. Uh, one of my favorite stories is a couple years ago, uh, before the pandemic. I was I was up at Wizard World in Cleveland, and I was coming from the bathroom, and I was pecking away on my phone real quick, trying to get back to my booth. And in front of me was like this girl. And I, she was maybe early twenties, um, you know, and I I see her up in front of me and she stops. So I stopped, you know, and and then of course I looked up to see why she stopped and here comes Jason Momoa. I mean, right, right next to her. I mean, and probably this far from me, maybe, I mean, almost brushed by me. And then I was just like, Oh, it's Jason Momoa, you know? So I kept walking because you know, I, I don't know. I celebrities are cool, but I don't really, you know, I don't really care too too much. But right. then that girl was still standing there and I walked by her and I looked back and she was like just frozen. It was <laughs> it was funny. That's awesome. That would be that would be my wife. Yeah. If yeah. Jason Momoa got that close to her, she would like just freeze. freeze. Yeah. And then like if he were to even so much as like nod his hair, she would just tremble and like <laughs> fall to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of the same way because like I also did the band thing for a long time, and I we got well known locally enough that people would come up to you and talk to you, but like I've never been famous enough to have that like rush. fangirl yes. type thing. Yeah, but 
I've always had that like thought of like, you know, you run into a celebrity and being a local celebrity, and I'm honestly don't consider myself that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like to have someone come up to you and be like, dude, I love your music. I and it's like, holy shit, like someone knows our music. It's like, yeah, it's just someone in your hometown. That's not that big of a deal. But I've always been afraid to be that person to like an actual celebrity because it's like they get it tenfold. Mm-hmm. And so I've never been one to like comfortably take that opportunity. Like Jason Muse was one. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that I've seen, but there's several times where you'd be at Horror Hound walking around and then you'd just see a celebrity walk past you. It's very common there. And yep. yeah, they go of out like, on the floor and walk around quite a bit. Right. So instead of like bum rushing them, because I'm sure that they're getting stopped constantly for people that want the free selfie instead of paying for one in line. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually am just like, you know, hey, Jason. Like, and you just walk past and like, yeah, my heart's racing and I want to stop and talk to them so badly. But they're just like, hey, man. And they just keep going. It's just like, I hope they appreciate that because. I really want to freak out right now. <laughs> well, it's but. like it's like I I have that kind of like I have like a short list of like celebrities where I'm like as much as I want to meet this person, mm. I almost don't because it's one of those things where it's like I don't want to make an ass of myself. Right. Cuz it's like you think about it, you're like I could definitely keep my composure. <sighs> but you can't guarantee that when you're in that moment. Right. And it was like kind of like the same thing with like Danielle Harris at Horror Hound. Mm. Like, that was my very first con ever. And several, just a few minutes in. And literally, I walk in, like, like I said, less than three minutes inside inside the door. Like, I hadn't even, like, taken it all in yet. Right. Like, I literally walked in the gate, and you were behind me. Yeah. And literally, like, walking gate, we walked up to the very first table we saw, mm. and she just comes up and just stands right next to me and is looking at the table right next to me. And I'm just like, huh, <laughs> like, and all, and like that was my first impression of what a con was. And I'm like, if this is what it's always like, then I'm coming every fucking every <laughs> opportunity I get. I was like, this is so cool. But like, I have some of those celebrities, and I'm like, as much as I'd love to meet said celebrity, it's like I can't promise that I won't make an ass of myself when that time comes. I'm confident that I could keep right. like keep it together but like it's like i you said once know. you're in you, when you're in the heat of the moment you can't really guarantee anything yeah sometimes well, i've oh sorry yeah go ahead no go ahead i, I mean i was literally just uh, gonna say well you could have that same experience this sunday if you come to the con and see josh yeah, <laughs> yeah just pretend I'll, I'm out. Super I'll be your, i'll be your your um your paparazzi <laughs> yeah there you go uh you know you do enough cons i mean like i said I, i've only ever stood in line for the turtle guys Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you bump into, you know, the celebrities when you do enough of these things. Like I've almost been peed on by a wrestling personality. Like mm-hmm. I was peeing, peeing next to this guy and I was looking at my shoes and I was, I, I talked to him for like half a second and then I looked down and all of a sudden some dribble like landed like that far from my shoe. And I was like, Oh my God, I almost got peed on by this guy. <laughs> uh, you know, like Shatner's been like five feet from me. Um, Jason Marsden, cool. you know who that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's that guy came to my table down in Tennessee oh, and nice. sat there and talked to me for a while and he was super nice. And, uh, I, I brought up white squall, which is one of my favorite movies. I think it's super underrated. And I think he appreciated that cause he probably doesn't hear about that one too much, but mm-hmm. you know, just that kind of stuff happens when you go to enough cons and, uh, 
it's it's weird because again i don't care about celebrities in the fact that like i don't geek out at them necessarily but it is kind of cool to like these people you grew up watching on tv and movies and stuff to like talk to them and see if they're actually nice and all that and when they are it's Mm -hmm. really really cool yeah yeah absolutely i had that with um um lauren marie taylor uh from friday the 13th part two okay um she she her table i don't know if she would just come back or she was just about to go somewhere so like there was nobody at her table at that point so i walked up and talked to her and i kid you not i probably sat there and talked to her for almost a half an hour because like, there's no rush yeah because there was no rush we just sat there and chit-chatted and she you know was you know telling me like cool like behind the scenes like facts and stuff mm-hmm. and telling me stories about on set of Friday the 13th part two. I actually, she told me she would do the podcast and she told me to reach out to her. Um, and I never actually did, but I'm sure I could, I'm, I'm sure I probably could cause I follow her and stuff on Instagram right. and I gave her like our card and, um, everything and I might do that and maybe she'll be I'm open to doing, well, doing I'm, something. I'm always up for more interviews. I like this. Um, yeah, I, I know that uh, last time we had the con, I didn't have a chance to really talk to you too much. And then when I do have the chance to actually talk to people um, in this format, it's not too bad. I feel like I do okay. Like, I don't think I'm a great, like, interviewer. But at the same time, I think I do all right. But in the moment, like, going around asking people, like, hey, like, I don't know you if you'd like to talk sometime. I'm very, like, weird and uncomfortable. So I was just like, here's my card. Uh, You have cool stuff. And that was pretty much it. So hopefully I can actually find some yeah, time to much. talk to you at the the con this time. Um, I also didn't have anyone with me, so I couldn't get away from my table until like we were done. So yeah, we'll see. What yeah, it's happens. fine. You know, I kept I kept your card because I was like, oh, he's from around here, and I was like, mm-hmm. I know I'm doing a Kickstarter pretty soon, so I'll hit this guy up. But you know, and as far as like, I don't know. I, I do a lot of these podcasts specifically when I do like the Kickstarters and stuff. I try to make my rounds and get out as much as possible. But, you know, each podcast is a little bit different, and some of them, they ask questions about me the whole time, which is fine. I like talking about me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, the podcast that I listen to specifically, I like the storytelling, like, like, and just kind of the chit-chat, you know, and it's, they're all great. There's no right way to do it, I don't think. Oh, no, not at all. Especially with the amount of options that are out there, I think that everyone should just be themselves, and then that lets people just pick what they want. When we first started, we tried very hard to be very organized. I I had like essentially what you'd call like an itinerary. Like I each episode, like throughout the week, I would come up with a list. Like I, we had a group chat, and there was five of us total at one point on on this. So you got five people trying to talk over each other and all tell Mm -hmm. stories. And like I had like a list where throughout the week, it's like okay, what's news? So it's like here's what's being released. Here's what's been coming out, uh, whether it's comics, movies, uh, an actor passes away, um, an announcement's been made, like whatever it is. And then it's like, okay, well, what else can we talk about? And then it's like, okay, well, what's your favorite uh, Nickelodeon cartoon growing up? Like we'd come up with this list and then I would compile it and I would try to like force everyone to stay on topic. And it just... With five people, it was right, impossible. Right, five people that are yep. friends on top of it. So it was just... Uh, shit show most of the time and so it got to the point where it's like fuck it man let's just hang out and so some people say they don't like that that we do that and some people like the ones that stick around they're like we love it like you guys just talk 
about things you like for an hour, and that's yep. all I want. And it's like, cool. Well, that's that's all <laughs> we want. That's what we do. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah for, even, for me, I I listen specifically specifically to uh, like Jim Jeffries, the I Don't Know podcast. I don't know if you've watched that one. That's a really good one. I've heard uh, heard of that one. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's really good. Steve O's and Michael Rosenbaum. Those are like the three that I usually hit because, okay. you know, Jim Jeffries, they cover a topic and you learn about it, which is cool. I like learning about everything. As a writer, the more yeah. I know about everything is makes me better. You know, and Steve O's is like stories, you know, of this and that. And then Rosenbaum's, he talks about like anxiety, depression with, with get, he's had Kevin Conroy on there before and it was a great interview. So, okay. It's uh, I su- I suggest those three. Those are the ones I, I like a lot. Awesome. I'm always up for more recommendations because uh, I've had several I've listened to, but then you get caught up. Like you start, mm-hmm. uh, they you know this podcast has been around since 2003, and then you go back and listen to all these, and eventually you get caught up. But um, yep. yeah, I, I pretty much listen to Mark Marin's WTF, uh, my brother, my brother, and me. Uh, they do the adventure zone, the same guys, and it's just them doing tabletop gaming. Uh, okay. I used to listen to ID 10 T, which was the nerdist. Um, I don't think he's done anything since he had a kid. So I haven't really been listening to that, but yeah, that guy uh, fell off the map a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. He had uh like, he had a kid, like he got married, had a kid. And then he had the whole thing with uh, an ex, uh, doing, a some the allegation, thing. Thing. the allegation yeah. thing. And I think that he kind of yeah. just disappeared for a while. So, I like the guy, and this is the same thing we talked about earlier in the episode to bring that background. It's like, if something actually happened, I'm not going to continue supporting him. But yep. I'm, I'm, I like the guy enough that I really hope that nothing happened. Like, I'm really rooting that nothing happened. But, you know, that's like a comedy fan saying that they're going to still support Cosby because they just love his work. And it's like, at some point, you right. just have to say a guy's a monster, unfortunately. I mean, well, no matter how much you love the person. Too. It depends too, because okay, so for instance, like Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. like his his allegations. When you hear the story, it's like, well, they kind of just were expecting different things, and he did, you know, stop and all that. He just maybe came on a little too strong. Okay, that's one thing, right? But then you got people like, for instance, Chris Brown, who like beat the shit out of Rihanna, right? And people are cool with that. Like, I'm not cool with that. Yeah, you know? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like where people have those the yeah. lines they draw because they don't make sense to me sometimes. I agree yeah, with you on that. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up. Let's go through real quick again. Uh, Cutthroat Comics. That's your business. And yep. I've got three got- hats left too. <laughs> okay, I got. I might have to buy one of those. I've got links to that website in the chat. I will try to get them up on social media at some point here. Uh, share something at least, um, and you can share anything to me through Messenger. We've been communicating. Anything you're like, hey, can you post this? Absolutely, I will. Um, and then the Kickstarter. So we got Turkey Sharks. We got one, two, and three. The Kickstarter is four, three. Not not issue four. It's four issue three. Correct. Yep. Yep. Um, the other two are already made and you can get all the variants and all that to catch up. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I, you're going to be for anyone that's watching right now, not listening later, but watching now he'll be at the pickle comic con Sunday. So, uh, come out and see him. And you know, if you have to choose between buying my pop vinyls or buying his comics, obviously buy his comics. Cause that's what I want. Uh, but if you can buy both, <laughs> 
but, I'll cut yeah. you a deal. If somebody buys your pops, I'll cut them a deal on my my. Comments. There we go. <laughs> Tell them where you got it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, hey, I, the, I, the sixty-six Batmobile is going to be there too, so that'll be that's cool. That's right. Ooh. Yeah, you got to bring bring the little ones down, get in the Batmobile. Hell yeah. Because I think you can get pictures in it. So Yeah, the Bengals have a bye week this week. I'm good on Sunday. All right, there you go. Uh, yeah, actually, I might I might cut out early depending. If it's busy, I'm going to stay. If it's if it's a little dead, I'm going to cut out. Packers play Cowboys at, at 4, 4.30 or whatever it is. So I got to go watch them continue to destroy their season and be awful. <laughs> What's weird is like other than a couple of teams, everyone's experiencing that. Like yeah. if, if you're not a Philly fan, like, you know, he's a Bengals guy. I'm a Steelers guy. And I mean, Bengals are doing pretty decent, but Steelers are doing awful, which obviously they've had some major changes, but almost every yeah. team, like my wife, uh, for the first, like my wife was never a huge football person, but her work that she just started working at is doing fantasy football. And so she was like, yeah, screw it. I'll just do that. And now she's like obsessed because she's. You know, she's an engineer, so she likes <laughs> statistics and that. So she's been getting yep. really into it now. And I've been watching it with her more than I've ever watched football. And I'm just like, wow, everybody sucks this year. What is happening? It's been yeah, a weird year. Well, yeah. Tom yeah. Brady said it himself. It's like there's a lot of bad football being played, which is true. Yeah. A lot of it by him. <laughs> Have you seen that man play this year? Like, damn. Yeah. Well, and here's the question before I say anything. Are you watching because you're a Packers fan or a Cowboys fan? Oh, uh, I am a Packers shareholder. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I actually, was going to say, uh, Rodgers is having a bit of trouble, I think, this season, too. Um, he's going to retire yeah. after this year. He's a he's a He's got two more years on his contract. So I wouldn't we'll be surprised. See. Unless unless they draft so fucking phenomenally at wide receiver, I don't think he's he's gonna probably look at them and be like, You guys are fucking clowns. I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> I can't throw to Romeo Dobbs every play. Like, come on, guys. I can't really it's, say a whole lot. We have the best wide receiver core in the entire country and You have a good setup. We're we're pretty good. Well, until Jamar comes back. Right now it's just Joe just throwing it up and hoping somebody catches it. <laughs> That's really all he can do. That's all he's got time to do with our trash ass offensive line <laughs> it's so painful to watch joe get hit every week he gets sacked a lot it hurts it, it kills me a little inside and you know you can only die so much inside before you're just completely dead <laughs> i do think he will win a super bowl with the Bengals. he will it'll it'll take a little bit I, yeah. I i give it probably the next five years i i would say next five years i think he's got one in him as long if we can get our offensive line figured out Mm-hmm. that'll be it because our defense is pretty pretty good yeah we have a pretty solid defense i'd say probably a top 15 defense um our back if if Mixon can continue to like play like he did last week against carolina then hell yeah but you know and then our our receiver core is just unmatched like and that's not even me being biased. We have the three best receivers in the country. No, you've got stats to back your stuff up. Yeah, as much as I don't want to admit it as a Steelers fan. <laughs> and you guys, just, and as a Steelers fan, you guys just got rid of your best receiver. Yeah, we're dumb. Yeah, and you guys traded Chase like Chase Claypool for like a bag of potato chips and a used condom. It felt yeah. like. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to talk about that because Green yeah. Bay was trying to get him too, and they picked the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Well, you know, when you have yeah. Justin Fields, it's hard to not. Yeah. I say we lost Juju. 
which that's luckily for my wife because my wife's uh, second team is uh, Kansas City. So we like watching Pat, and now we got Juju as well. So uh, we lost him from the Steelers, but we took him on our second team. So I am. I always told my wife, I said, if I wasn't a Bengals fan, I'd be a Bills fan. Really? I love watching Josh Allen play. Hmm. Oh, man, do I love watching Josh Allen play. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, the Bengals, awesome. the Bengals play the Bills on like January second on Monday Night Football, and I told Kim, I was like, I'm, I'm that close. I'll, <laughs> I'll sit out in the fucking January, the January cold for for to watch Joe Burrow and Josh Allen go at it because it's right. in Cincinnati. So I'm like, man, but tickets Logan are like, go. tickets are like starting at like I think it was like 182 dollars. Jesus, yeah. So I was like, that's gonna be a a stretch. Mm-hmm. I took my kid to the Patriots Packers game and the tickets were like $400 each. Damn. That's like, well, when me and Ryan went to um, the Ohio state versus UC game, Mm -hmm. I mean, our tickets, I think I paid for me and his tickets. I think I paid 450 bucks just for the two of us to go. Wow. But you know, Ohio state tickets, you know, we were the, we were the number two, freaking team in the country right at that time because justin fields was qb because this was 2019 so i mean we're you know ticket when you're the number two you know team in the country the tickets are gonna be that price yeah but, a little bit high and it was so worth it i mean I, i'll happily pay that price every game my wife wouldn't think so but <laughs> i would happily do it right i miss the days when the Bengals sucked and tickets were like 55 dollars yeah Actually, I don't. I don't miss the days when the Bengals sucks. It's a hard knocks life as a Bengals fan. Last year was like a gift from God, up until the last play of the Super Bowl, and then it was hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was really hard because Jamar Chase had fucking Ramsey was on the ground. He had freaking Jalen Ramsey beat. But if our offensive line could have held off for like a half more second, Jamar was wide open. Yeah. Stupid offensive so it always line. Always comes down to millimeters, seconds. Yeah, and then we tried to buy an offensive line, and it still isn't fucking doing us any favors. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. All right. Well, I greatly appreciate uh, you coming back and reaching out and saying, "Hey, I got your card. Uh, can we talk?" I'm I'm really glad that we did this. I enjoyed it, and yeah, I look forward to seeing you on yeah. Sunday. Absolutely. Looking forward uh, to it. Yeah. As I, well. I hope your campaign goes smoothly and quickly. Like I know you said the second one went really quick. I hope this does as well. Um, and if you've got copies there, um, I might pick them up there or I might just get them through the campaign. So. Yeah. Whichever, whichever, everything, every dollar helps, you know, when you're an indie creator trying to make it in this world, it's yeah. uh, every dollar helps, but yeah, guys, I absolutely appreciate you guys having me on. Um, like I said, whenever you post this on socials anywhere, like tag me or, or send me the link and I'll, I will share it as much as I can to, uh, do my part to help get some eyes on you guys, man. Awesome. Thank you. And if you ever just want to come back just to do like, you know, where we got into just chatting, um, you're always more than welcome. Um, you can come in, sit in sometime. You can call in like this. You don't have to be on camera. Like I said, um, it's mostly audio, but, uh, yeah, if you ever just want to bullshit about pop culture, you're more than welcome back on. That's one of my favorite topics. Awesome. Once, once you, if you end up reading any of the comics, you will see like, yeah, it's a lot of it is pop culture references. So hell yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, you, man. I, I see you Sunday. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, I'll keep promoting you. If awesome, I, man. If I have any any leaving words, um, somebody tweeted, and it said, for those keeping track, the state of Twitter right now is in the part of the Titanic movie where the ship is sinking and Billy Zane's running around with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, all that was like, you know what? Seems fair. Any anytime That's, Billy Zane's just running around with a gun, you know it's a good time. Yeah. It's definitely been entertaining to watch what's going on with TikTok. That's for sure. Just enthralled. Everything is just in shambles and it's entertaining. Yep. It is. So awesome. Well, thank you, sir. Um, I'm gonna end the uh twitch thing so I'll, I'll hang up with you so you don't have to sit here while the outro plays and all that stuff and you can get some rest and hopefully sleep in and have a good saturday yep thanks guys all have right, a good night of course man. Yep. thanks See for ya. stopping by man have a good night all right so that was josh um that was awesome i really like that guy um i didn't get much chance to talk to him during the actual con so that was the first time i really had a genuine chat and i i really enjoyed that so yeah, it was a good time. It was, it was a good conversation. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely like again, like I said, you know, it's it's not a matter of like not having interest in work. It's just when I meet a person like that, I'm just like so awkward and like nervous. So I was just kind of like, you know, here's our info, come talk to us. But like actually finally getting to see, here's my website, here's my work, and all that. Like I'm actually really excited to read those comics. Um, like I said, if I don't pick them up right away to like on Sunday, um, I'm definitely going to contribute to the campaign and. uh See what see what the tiers break down to. Maybe I'll get them through that, or maybe I'll buy the first two and just contribute in a different way through the campaign. But um, I'm excited to read that comic line, and then just to find out what else he's done. Like the fact that you know he's done other comics that seem to be like horror slash pop culture related, and it's like this is exactly up our alley. So I feel like I'm gonna love everything he's done. Word up. So. Thank you to our people for tuning in tonight or listening to this episode later. Um, please, please, please look up Cutthroat Comics and Josh Neelis and find out how you can support his work and his company and what he's doing. Um, I, he just seems like a genuinely good dude. And from what I've seen on the websites, the work is really good. And I will attest to that here soon when I get a hand on his other work. So... Uh, please support him, look him up, follow him, um, interact with him. Um, you know, I'm sure if you message this guy, I'm sure Josh will be able to reach back out and uh, probably be thrilled that you're talking to him. So uh, shoot him a message. Uh, see how you can uh, contribute and interact. So uh, that's up. it for me. Have a great day, whatever day you're responding to this, I guess. Uh, anything you want to say before we end? Um, no. <laughs> I was trying to think. If I was seeing if anything came to mind. I, I I had nothing. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. And I've been Adam. And I have been Ian. Thanks for everybody for stopping by. As always, we love and appreciate all the support and hanging out with you guys every week. So, already looking forward to it next week. See ya. Bye. I want to give a shout out to you versus yesterday for the use of our theme song, Summer, Let's Make This Forever, off of their EP, Remember This.
Nerd to your mother.